and each of Job's friends had their own sea level, including Job. But none of them saw what God saw. And so I started thinking about the importance of coming together because each of us has a different sea level based on our experiences. Every leader faces challenges on a daily basis. And the way we navigate those challenges can make a deep and lasting impact for time and eternity. We're helping leaders discover practical tools based on biblical principles and helping you create like-minded communities who will walk with you as you lead your organization to health. Welcome to the Healthy Leaders Podcast. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Peter Hartzell. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We are talking about sea level. And no, we're not talking about sitting on the beach down in Florida at uh, elevation zero. We're talking about sea level, S-E-E, sea level. And uh, the book of Job, Job's friends, Job himself, Job's wife. And uh, Phil, we've got some good notes on seeing rightly. So do you want to just dive right in? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it came as a revelation to me when I was reading the book of Job. And Job's friends, uh, we, we all know the story of Job because we read the story and we know how it ends that Job was, God was testing Job. He had done nothing wrong. And, but his friends came together. They sat with him for seven days. And, and then each of them presented <clears throat> how they saw it. And, and I could imagine that happening today, mm-hmm. each of us coming from our own theology and our own experiences. And I, I really look at Job's friends as sincere. Mm, sure. And I, I don't look at them as miserable. I mean, they weren't bad people. In fact, the proof of it is that they were still friends after all this is over That's with. Right. Yep. Not many people would still be friends after something like this. But they, they, they were... Some of them were accusing Job that, Job, you must have sinned. Hmm. There's something you've done. And, of course, since they were Job's friends, they knew each other. And so Job has said, he said to them, I know the same things you know. I understand this. Hmm. And it, maybe I did sin, but God won't come and tell me what I've done. Hmm. And if God would tell me what I've done, I, I will repent. But I really don't have a clue what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And so each friend presented sincerely what they thought was wrong with Job and what Job needed to do to solve this thing. And what they couldn't see was they couldn't see what God saw. So each of them saw Job's situation from their own sea level, S-E-E level. So if you could picture, take a picture. If it, I, I get this picture, this idea of somebody who is looking out and and, and they've got this, this triangle that goes out and it starts, the point of the triangle starts at their eyes and then it goes up and to, uh, there's a top and a bottom. And so there's limitation as to how much they can see. And each of Job's friends had their own sea level, including Job, but none of them saw what God saw. And so I started thinking about the importance of coming together in, 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 in each of us helping each other see what each other sees, because each of us has a different sea level based on our, our experiences. So that's why at our company, we never made decisions alone, because somebody might see something that the others don't see. I call that collaborative leadership. 
And I wonder if co-labor and collaborative come from the same root. I don't know. We talked about that in uh, City of God or the We Gospel of making decisions as a, as a group rather than individually. Yeah, it still finally as the leader, you make the final decision. Sure. But you need input from everybody. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about more of that when we get into other forms of currency. But companies are run by human energy. And so you want to engage in as many people's energy as you can. If you're just commanding and controlling people, it's your energy that's running it. But if you're, if you're the leader, it still defers back to you. You make the final decision. But you want to engage as much energy as you can. And so since everybody has a different sea level, everybody sees different because of their experiences, because of their bandwidth, because... They just, their eyes see different. Their spiritual sure. eyes see different. They, they just see life differently. I, I, I think a, a, woman, um, a woman sees life different than a man does. And it's mm. basically, a lot of it's because of the way people treat her. Mm. Yep. You can have a woman who the world considers attractive and a woman who the world considers unattractive. You could have the guy who's considered a, a stud, the guy who's considered like uh, like Tom Cruise. Hmm. He probably sees the world different than we do, sure. because the world treats him different than we than he than the world treats us. So they, we all have a different sea level in how we see things, and in even First Corinthians thirteen, it says that we see in part. Hmm. At a, on our best days, we only see in part. And so 1 Corinthians 13 tells us that because we see in part, even on our best days, we only see, have a partial view of what's going on, mm. that it's kind of like my son who's a pilot, and he's learned that there is visual flight, and then there's instrument flying. Mm. And if, if, you, if you want to rise above just flying by visual, and you want to fly by instruments where, you, where you're really up there with the playing in the big leagues, the professionals, the mature people, then you need to fly by instruments. And so Paul gives us the secret in how to fly at sea level. When we can't see, it's through faith, hope, and love. He says faith, hope, and love abides. Everything else is going to fail. Even prophecies are going to fail. And so all of this is going to fail. Knowledge is going to fail. Knowledge is going to be incomplete. And so the way to activate your the way to navigate through this dark world that we only see in part is by faith, hope, and love. And the greatest is love. So love never fails. So as we surrounded ourselves with trusted people who uh, and resources, we, we increase our sea level. <laughs> you, you bring in books, you bring in other people, you bring in consultants, you bring in people you trust. And we could all see different parts of it from different angles, and we come together, and then we could see not only what needs to be done, we could see the problem. Peter was sharing with me earlier about a problem that he was facing in his life, and he was wrestling with the question. It's like, and we both agreed, if he just knew what the right question was to ask, <laughs> right, he'd have the solutions. Yeah. Well, by coming up, by having our different people at different sea levels, we can come up with the right question. That's the 
again, back to what we had talked about in the City of God episode or the We Gospel episode, <clears throat> having, you know, ultimately the, the manager or the owner makes the ultimate decision, but having trusted advisors and people that can speak into your life. And, and this is why it's super important outside of your work environment and in your work environment to have mentors and have peers and have people you're mentoring and people like not just to be surrounded by people that are your peers, not just to be surrounded by mentors and not just to be surrounded by people you're mentoring, but to have that full scale where different people at different levels uh, of relationship with you that can see things, you know, and, and I've found in my life, there's been people that I've, I wouldn't consider that they've been people that I've been mentoring, but they've been more in that category than peers or, or mentors that have had a good perspective that have helped me mm -hmm. in, in answering questions. And a lot of times we look at people that are, you know, maybe our subordinates, people that we manage, people that are under us. And we think, well, they're in a different category. They're, they're underneath us. And when we do that, we tend to almost lose our, our ability, our, our ability to see or have the right perspective and actually glean or gain wisdom from people that may be underneath us. Yeah, because we don't have access to their sea level. That's right. When we, we don't love them or we see ourselves, pride blocks us from seeing mm -hmm. them. Love is the only way we could access each other's sea level. Yep. Love and respect and, and, and building trust over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, that's so good. There, there's this short-term love, but when you're talking about people who've worked together 10 to 15 years together, and then they, they, they understand each other's sea levels. They know what each other's vision is, what each other's field of vision is, and they know how to utilize each other. So, uh, for example, if well, just we have a problem, and each of us could bring a different perspective in, and then God honors that many times. He says, where there's two or three in my name, and I believe that if we come together in his name, that we're coming together, the only way that we know that we're his disciples and that anyone knows is if we love each other. So if we come together with a commitment that we're going to love each other, it doesn't mean we agree always, but we love each other whether we agree or not, then we have access to each other's sea levels. That's good. And, and I'll just give you, I just want to close it with this. It's just a simple metric. It just, I'm not a metrics guy, but I understand this metric. And that if you have 10 people in the room and the average age of each person is 40 years old, then you have access to 400 years of sea level. You have wow. 400. If, if there's love in the room and respect and you're willing to hear each other, and you're willing to collab, collaborate, collaborate <laughs> together. So I never connected that. Collab, collaborate, collabor. That's so good. You're willing to yeah. collaborate together. Yeah. yeah. Then you're increasing your sea level, which increases your possibilities of coming up with a better solution than had you just tried to come up with your own solution. It seems to me like, <clears throat> in my experience anyway, you can speak to this, a lot of times God puts us in a, cir a circumstance. I think in a previous episode, you talked about how no circumstance that we're in or no relationship that we're in is 
uh, a surprise to God. And it's almost like God really does put us in circumstances and situations that are intentional. And we can choose whether or not to resist that. We can choose whether we're going to uh, be self-focused or internally focused and think that we're better than we really are and understand the value or not recognize the value of the people that are surrounded, you know, that we're surrounded by. Or we can choose to truly recognize that God is, is sovereign and he's ordaining every step of the way. And so when someone is in your life, even if they are someone that you're charged to manage, that you can benefit from their perspective just as much as they can benefit from your leadership. Mm-hmm. So collaboration or co-laboring is not necessarily just about people that are peers or at the same level, but it's actually when we are all submitted to Christ and surrendered to the leading of Christ that now, like just in a a previous episode, you talked about how, you know, the person that sweeps the floor and the person that's in charge of engineering, both fill a role that's essential for the ultimate production. Mm -hmm. And if we look at the person that's sweeping the floor as uh, less than the guy that's engineering the product, we're missing the whole point that job of sweeping the floor is vitally important to the, the mm-hmm. efficient operation. Well, and, and Ecclesiastes describes the city that is in trouble. Yeah. And there was a wise man in the city who saved the city. Yeah. And he was, a quiet, he was a wise man who spoke in the quiet. Mm-hmm. He may have been the guy who swept the floors. We don't know. And a lot of times you have to really get quiet and quit panicking mm-hmm. and listen to the least, because Jesus said that how you treat the least is how <laughs> is how you, your, right. your success is going to be measured. That's right. Here's another scripture. In Matthew 18, 19, Jesus said, If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. And sometimes, <laughs> many times, we need to ask, we need to come to him. There is so much of of my life and leadership where I just lived in the land of, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. And there were so many times when I hit that wall, I don't know how to do this. And there were, there were times when I had to go to someone else. I just had a prayer meeting this last week with a friend of mine who runs 30 businesses. He owns 30 businesses. And we both were in this, just this place of, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to do. I feel inadequate. I just, uh, there were many times I would walk into the shop and I'd say, I don't know what I'm doing. And God would say, just show up. But but a lot of times when you open it up where he says, where two or three are gathered in my name as my followers, I'm there among them. And so a lot of times Jesus doesn't show up and give us the solution to the problem until we open it up to each other. And then, and then if we have a whole group that are in the place of, say, say we've, we've all combined our sea levels, and in, in combining our sea levels, we have not come up with a solution, which was what Job and his friends did. And then God comes and he shows us his sea level, and then it all came together and it made sense. Uh, as you were saying that, I was thinking about in Luke uh, 14. Let me pull it up here uh, real quick. Um, the let's see we'll go with the new international version 
It says, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, but those who humble themselves will be exalted. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, when you, when you come to the Lord or, or, or show up with this spirit of, I don't know, I, I genuinely don't know, God, we need the answer. Will you give us the answer? Even if you are, if, if that I don't know is something you should know. You know, I, I, I think I've found that there have been times where I felt like as a parent, I should know the answer to this. My kid comes to me with a question that I should know the answer to. Mm-hmm. And so I try to answer the question with, you know, my fatherly wisdom, but I really don't know the answer. And it's actually better for me to humble myself and say, I don't know. And, yeah. and I, I'm going to humble myself and, and admit, maybe I don't know, but let's go to the word of God together. Let's go to prayer together. And that, that works in parenting. It works in your, your relationship with your spouse. It works in your, your business relationships. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have it all figured out because we know the one who does. And if we do it his way, then we find the answers. We don't just find the answer to a solution, but we find his answer to the mm-hmm. problem that we're facing. Yeah, that, that reminds me of a group that I started. It was actually the first group that I started at the encouragement of, of John Townsend. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, I, I, I invited men that I looked up to who were very successful men. And they, they had families. And they're men that I thought like, wow, if I could be in a group with them, mm-hmm. I could really, really grow. And so we would open, usually open the, the meeting with a scripture. And one of the men opened it with a scripture. And uh, he had several children. He was a very a highly successful professional man in the community. And it was from the, the Beatitudes. And I, I, just, just, I, just, I just exhaled and I thought, this is going to really be good. And he looked up and he goes, I don't know what this means. <laughs> What a disappointment. <laughs> and it just, no, it just, it just opened up something in me and it goes, and I, for the first time, and I had been going to churches uh-huh. for decades. Yeah. And for the first time, I suddenly realized it's okay to say, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. And I call that the doctrine of, I don't know. Yeah. That's so good. And so much of my, my leadership then, and, and my life has been living in the land of, I don't know. Mm. And when you live in that land of I don't know, in that land of humble curiosity, it's, it's you know, I've, I've developed this ability to hold two opposing opinions mm-hmm. and just stand in those opinions and live inside the question. Mm-hmm. To live inside the question instead of feeling like I've got to have answers. Well, when you don't have the answer, then, then you can rely on, well, you can say, I, I don't know the answer, but we could always go to the word of God and we can go to prayer and we can try these things. This seems to be God's answer to the problem. And if we miss it, then there's grace. But if we nail it, then we, we can't take any of the credit. Right. And we know the rules. You don't, yeah. you don't commit adultery. You of don't course. steal. You don't lie. You don't do violence. Of you course. don't, you of don't course. gossip. But beyond that, everything, most of it, so much of it's just an experiment. Yeah. It's just to come with humble curiosity and to be a child so imagine a workplace where a whole group of people are coming in, in, in with this I don't know attitude and they're just with curiosity just exploring the question 
And imagine the solutions they come up with. And, and I think uh, Pat Lencioni and a lot of the great people who teach workplace culture and workplace success will tell you that living in that land of curiosity is where the most success comes from. Well, I think that's a fantastic place to put a pin for today. <clears throat> and uh, if you are a business leader or if you are wanting to implement some of these principles into your business life or your personal life, we would love to connect with you. Please go over to uh, philcohen.co. Uh, that's P-H-I-L-C-O-H-E-N dot C-O. There's a contact form on the page. There's also a place on that website where you can see all these other episodes from the podcast. Uh, you can see blog posts and uh, uh, different teachings that Phil has shared out and, and other things on the website. But ultimately, we would love to connect with you. That is the most, uh, the most valuable thing for us is to be able to connect with you and uh, for Phil to be able to share insights. And we do actually have practical step-by-step uh, outline and we can walk with you and helping you implement uh, a lot of the principles that we're talking about in the podcast are coming from real world experience and, and, and not just uh, head knowledge, but actual experience, staying curious. I love the idea of, of humble curiosity. And uh, so if you apply these things, uh, what do you got to lose? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, we're not trying to, to sell you a program. No. We actually want to meet you. Yes. Yes. So be brave Absolutely. and yeah. take, take the step and, yep. and come and say, so one thing that I, I learned um, in, in a lot of the men I was mentoring is they didn't know how to say, help me. Mm. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at, at as much as we've offered to help people, as much as people are sitting there saying, I need help, mm. how very few people come forward and say, please help me. And I had a young man sit in my office one day and I said, can you, because he would constantly get him stuck inside his head. Very talented young man, very talented, beautiful family, beautiful wife, loved God, but he gets stuck inside his head. And I said, can you just say, help me? Hmm. And, and he said, I can't. Hmm. I was taught not to ask for help. Oh, well, at least that's the, uh, at least you recognize that. That's good. And so yeah. I, I said, well, just say it. Just yeah. say those two words. And he said it, and he said, this felt really weird. <laughs> and then, uh, so we're talking along. I said, all right, say it again. Help me. He said, help me. <laughs> and then as we were talking further, the third time he said it, he broke down and cried. Mm. He realized it just, he just so, so please, yeah. please, please do yeah. Feel free to call, to, to use the contact form. Mm -hmm. And, and if, if I sense it's something that I can help you with, yep. I will schedule a 15-minute Zoom meeting with yeah. you yep. and see if I can help you. Absolutely. And try to connect you with ways that can help you. And, mm -hmm. and uh, if you want to form a group locally where you're seeking God together, I'd love to help you form that group. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, thank you guys for joining us on the podcast today. And again, I'll reiterate, please, please reach out, ask for help. Even if you don't think that Phil's got anything to offer you or this thing has, has any relevance to your life, uh, what do you got to lose, right? <laughs> and, but if it's not me, ask somebody else. Yeah. Maybe there's somebody else you got in mind. Yeah. It doesn't have to be me, but no. somebody who's been successful. Yep. Yep. Just there, there's, I think there's plenty of people sitting around just waiting 
they're, they're praying. Mm-hmm. The person you're praying for is praying for you. I wish somebody would ask me. The only help. difference here is that we're actually putting a podcast out there and saying, yeah. hey, ask us for, ask for help. Reach out. Right. We want to help you. We want to help you. <laughs> because it brings a lot of meaning to my pain and my mm-hmm. struggles to help sure. others. Yeah. And I'm sure there's many other men like that mm-hmm. who just would just go, I, I would love to help some young man mm-hmm. struggling or young woman struggling mm-hmm. through so that they can prevent a lot of what I went through. That's good. That's very good. So ask for help. Yes. Just, just at the end of this podcast just just say those two words say it three times just say help me say it with me right now say help me help me help me and then go 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 to somebody and say help me that's good that's so good well we are here to help you thank you for joining us on the podcast today and hopefully we will see you on the next episode take care Thank you for listening to the Healthy Leaders Podcast as we journey together toward healthy biblical leadership. If you're facing a particular challenge in your organization, please visit healthy-leaders.org. We would love to help you lead your organization to health.